Hello and welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast. I am your host, Michael Sherlock. Each one of us holds great potential, and tapping into that potential is my passion and my mission. Shock Your Potential is a global leadership training company dedicated to creating positive, productive, and profitable workplaces. We develop, nurture, train, and guide leaders at all levels and at all points in their career. Through this podcast, I get to interview amazing leaders who are shocking their own potential and the potential of those around them. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com. And don't forget to check out my two best-selling books, Tell Me More, How to Ask the Right Questions and Get the Most Out of Your Employees, and Sales Mixology, Why the Most Potent Sales and Customer Experiences Follow a Recipe for Success. Join us now as we meet another great guest. And don't forget, subscribe, rate, and like us today. As we open the door to the side hustle room, this is just another great opportunity to learn from an entrepreneur who has left the security of that job that you know you have to try to do something that just makes her happy. And my guest for this episode is Francie Brumley. I hope I pronounced that right. Is it Brumley? You did. It was perfect. Yeah. Good, because most of the time I screw people's names up. Now, Francie and I, we go way, way back. We go way back to, I don't know when we connected on LinkedIn, but it's been a while. And she's followed a lot of things that I've done. And not, I'm not just doing this because of what I'm going to tell you next, but I'm going to tell you, she sent me a marvelous gift basket of all kinds of things, which got me really intrigued about what she's doing today, which is what we're going to talk about. But her background is really unique, and many of you guys are going to recognize it in yourself. So she started in retail at 16, so did I. Um, and you know, she's talked really honestly about the fact that education was a lower priority than let's pay the bills. And sometimes also you fall into a career that just perfectly suits you. And in that case, your career and your education become intertwined. So that's what's really fun about this. But she finally decided after about 15 years ago, or not years ago, years of it to say, um, screw it. I want to be my own boss. I'm going to take some challenges, which led a whole other level of education for her. But it's, uh, it's something that she's really passionate about. And I can't wait to learn more because the backstory on this has got to be good. And the name of her business is Taco Closets, which that's what I just want to know. I can't wait to talk. So Francie, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. So- I am too. I just love it. And you are just so um, full of energy and positivity. Every time you respond to one of my posts or anything, it's just like I feel your love coming through. I still can't believe you sent me all the things you did, but um, they're fabulous. So tell me a little bit about, you know, I gave a little bit of your background and your bio there, but tell me a little bit more about you and then tell me about Taco Closets. Like, where did this come from and, and what, for people who haven't looked it up yet, what is it? Um, so Tacos Closets is an online retail boutique, and there's a, a mix of gifts and home goods and clothing that are kind of just a bit more alternative um, clothing. 
that you're not going to find, you know, it's not Worthington and Company by any stretch of the <laughs> imagination, but that's okay. So um, it was born out of uh, just wanting to do something different. And I knew after 25 years in retail, you know, I tried to break away um, a couple times. I went and did construction for a few years and was like, got sucked back into retail again. Mm -hmm. And um, so this time I've, I've broken away for good. I'd lost way too many holidays um, mm -hmm. with the family and everything. Just Black Fridays became Thanksgiving and retail as anybody knows it. I feel like everybody should do their time in retail and have a whole new respect and appreciation for just <laughs> their, their fellow humans. Like, holy cow. So I learned a lot um during that time and i definitely have had bosses say you know if you think you can do it better <laughs> so in this case i thought well yeah i can um and when i left the place that i had been with for quite some time i was there for 15 years and um when i left i was looking for like a nine to five or what else can i do i have so many mm -hmm. different skill sets that come along with anybody in retail management or leadership has a tremendous mm -hmm. amount i mean that they're responsible for payroll and inventory and loss prevention and human resources and just the gamut merchandising everything there possibly is um so i thought certainly my skills will translate over to something else and not to say they didn't but education or lack thereof formal education um, was a bit of an issue. So I decided I was just going to create an opportunity since there weren't any arising for me. Mm -hmm. And it started out with, uh, knowing I was transitioning from the retailer that I was with was very, um, finger on the pulse, very fast fashion and rock and roll. And so my wardrobe was is pretty outstanding <laughs> and just, <laughs> it definitely I hated, is. it's so good yeah so I, I hated to wear the same thing more than once if I was being photographed it was total like okay well somebody's already seen me in that I got to get another new dress or outfit and <laughs> um when I switched there's not really much of a cause for all of the awesome dresses and wonderful things that I had um and a friend of mine suggested hey maybe you should resell it try Poshmark or whatever and I'm like eh, I don't know and and I did, I tried and started kind of reading about um, just how much got wasted. It's like 36 billion pounds gets tossed between US and, and Canada every year. And so I'm, from an environmental standpoint, I'm like, well, it's good to get really awesome things that don't, on my, on my thank you cards that I send out, I always thank them if it's something that's already been loved. I'm like, thank them for adopting whatever it is and giving mm -hmm. it a new house, you know, because the life hasn't gone from it yet. But um, it turned out to be profitable. And then as and being in retail, I've got a really good eye for value and knowing the tricks to the trade and seasons and all that jazz. So um, I was able to start sourcing for myself and getting regular product instead of just resale product. And then that didn't move super fast. So it moved me into the gift section of like, what if I put these great things together yeah. and that really took off um so that was that was pretty fantastic and and i was able to save people time who's like hey my best friend loves dolphins and whatever i just did a gift set this weekend for somebody who is turning 50 and he loved um a harry potter star wars but they wanted morbid and over the hill and it was just a fun challenge and <laughs> she was really excited about it so um it's good i get to do what i enjoy now finally and i didn't know the name of it 
but I, when I started, I didn't know what I was going to call it at all. And uh, I did roller derby for quite some time. And so my derby name's the Flying Taco. <laughs> okay, now I would have never in a million years guessed that's where I came from. <laughs> Go on, I love it. And now I see where we're going with this. Yes. Yes. And I had like, I've got multiple closets in my home just dedicated to rock star clothing. That's just closet after it's multiple closets literally is where it it came from was okay. It's tacos. Oh my God. That is, (laughs) that is fantastic. And the very fact that you did roller derby, I'm like, Oh, I knew there's another reason. I love you. (laughs) Like, I don't know if you can see her or not. I've got, she was one of my early, early on tattoos. Yeah. So great. How long did you do that? Uh, I did it from 2006 to like 2012. Um, and wow. then I had a, I had, um, so I had surgery and now like my tibia, my fibula, spiral fracture in between ankle was shattered, everything. So uh, I had to hang up the skates and. Oh no. Taco was required, re- retired. <laughs> yes. Yes. Taco is retired. <laughs> oh my gosh. What a great backstory with all this. And as you're talking, I was thinking about, um, uh, you know, how there are so many needs and I love, you know, scrolling through your website cause there's fun things. And what I love and what's so smart is you leave pictures up there for at least a little bit of things that are out of stock. And I could tell that it's like one thing. And I, I had the feeling that it was kind of, um, you know, repurposed or reloved or whatever, however you want to use it, which I love. I actually, I, I buy, um, there's a place in Philly, not going right now during, a, you know, COVID, but uh, there's a place I love that has all um, vintage clothes. And what I mean by vintage, it's anything from, you know, a year ago, but mostly it's, <laughs> mostly it's like 70s and backwards. And I have a couple, you know, dresses that I absolutely love and they're so unique and they're so different and they're from 1960 something. And they're just beautiful and the material's great and it stretches and it lasts. And, and it's such, when I wear that, you know, things like that, people will always stop and say, oh my gosh, I love your dress. And I go, yep, I I paid $14 for it. Exactly. Yes. And that's the best part completely. It's like, okay, that's, I love that. I love that I can get more without, you know, them having to do the sourcing themselves and go, okay, cool. I got it for 15 bucks. So, I spend so much more on the dry cleaning of them than I paid for them. Right? I know. Yes. Because <laughs> I don't want them to fall apart. I'm like, I want them to last forever. <laughs> but it's really smart that you leave the pictures up there because it makes you want to know, well, what did I miss? You know, oh, it's out of stock. What did I miss? Well, how do I get there next time? I want to see what else is coming. So you've got yeah. a great, you've got a great eye for making this work. Now, so you said you were sourcing from other places too. So are, you know, what's, what's your evolution of this? Where do you see your business going or growing? Um, there's a lot, I just learn from where I used to be. We looked a lot into kind of like, um, different, we had different reporting for these categories are performing best and that type of stuff in any boutique. And so home goods is actually shot through the roof um, with COVID and is taking over just e-commerce in general. That's what, what's happening right now. Everybody wants to make their place and their space homey and awesome and wonderful. And whether that means like a Mr. T pillow or, you know, a Bambi wall clock or like, you know, wine time bitches wine glass. Like it just, it's people are improving their space. So um, I've seen that category grow a lot. And I didn't, 
it's just been communication and digging and networking and using LinkedIn and figuring out how to become a wholesale affiliate and how to get those goods kind of at cost like a a big retailer would. I'm certainly not getting the deals that Walmart would get buying, you know, in their quantities or whatever, but being smart and resourceful about it um, right. is awesome. And, and the people who visit the site love that they're able to kind of get that same savings. Like that was my goal was to make sure no matter where they went, they were still going to get it cheaper on the website without having to do the work, um, giving people their time back really. So, right. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's such a great, it's such a great, uh, concept. It's different. It's unique. And, you know, as you build your clientele, I can see that you will get some very lifelong customers and that's fantastic. Yes. So, so I, you know, you've told me a little bit about kind of what pulled you to this, but you know, what, what have you, you know, you, you're looking, looking back on this a little bit and, and you said it in your bio is, you know, you, you've learned your education really started when you became an entrepreneur, <laughs> you know, yes. tell me, what are, what are some of the things that you've really learned through this process? Um, I've learned in leadership before I, I had gotten really good about delegating finally. And that was a process that had taken me um, quite some time. And when you are a solopreneur, there's not a whole lot in the realm of delegation that can be done. <laughs> so I don't, I, I can't just be the idea guy anymore. I have to be the person who has the ideas and fulfills them and, and comes up with a plan. But um, I am of the personality that I've got a tremendous amount of ideas and not nearly enough time to implement all the, the awesome things. Um, so discipline is still something that I am learning, um, mm -hmm. kind of get a handle on for sure. And uh, using my support system as as just kind of stability really is is huge. Just being able to reach out and knowing when to say no. Um, where before I was just, I would say, okay, 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 okay. And I would kill myself to do it. Um, so I've learned kind of when to draw the line, um, through the process, not including just, I didn't know what SEO optimization was or what I had to type in, like, what does SEO mean? And I launched an e-commerce site. Like I didn't write a business plan and I'm like, oh, I guess I should have had one of these. Like, but I started a business before, so it doesn't have to go in the order anybody says it's supposed to go in. Unbeknownst to me, I had a business plan. I just hadn't written it down yet. Um, mm -hmm. So not subscribing to everybody else's idea of what it takes um, to have a successful business, I think. And I learned um, not to get paralysis by analysis, which was huge when I was researching, what does this mean? What, what is the best time to post on social media? What are the things mm -hmm. that they want? How do I engage my audience best? Because there's never ending articles about that stuff. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's easy to, to slip down the rabbit hole on that, but I was consuming information um, left and right. And so that definitely things that I just, I, I didn't know how to drag and drop an email into like a file or whatever until probably six or seven years ago. Like, I'm like, what's this? Like horrible <laughs> technology. So online business, that seemed like a great idea for me. But it's, it's totally working. <laughs> I love it. Well, what it shows though, is that you had a dream that was bigger than your fear of what you might not have had in your, in your toolbox yet. So, yes. you know, I mean, that's, I think that's something is, you know, I've been working through this concept of, you know, and I, it'll be another book, but, you know, of think big or dream big, but think bigger, you know, because we can all dream big, but sometimes we limit ourselves by how much we think. 
So we're like, oh, well, it has to be like this, or it has to be within these walls or these parameters, because that's only where my parameters are right now. They're the only things I see. And instead, you right. know, to, you know, dream big, but you've got to think beyond that and even think beyond what that dream is in order to propel yourself sometimes. So I'm really proud of you because it's, you know, especially if you didn't have a lot of that technology background, it could be really daunting. You could have just said, well, I can't do it because I don't have that instead of saying, eh, <laughs> what can I screw up? I might as well give it a try. <laughs> exactly. It's that uh, skilled, skilled seas never made for it, or no, calm seas, smooth seas never made for a skilled sailor. That's what it was. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, happy so by doing this and kind of taking this jump, because it's a huge jump for you, what has this meant to you both personally and professionally to, uh, to take on this kind of entrepreneurial uh, quest? Um, Professionally, I'm not too sure. I am, I think I definitely second guess myself often, you know, should I have stayed in the corporate madness because I, I know how to do it well, but um, ultimately it, it doesn't make me happy. I could do it and I could be a lot more financially comfortable than I am currently. Um, going back to that, but you know, and I wonder every every month that passes by that I continue to have this venture on my own versus having some corporate name associated with mine. Um, it's scary not to not to know, but I'm glad that I did. And and personally, it's made all the difference. Um, we talked about there's my earring. We talked about PTA president um, and how before that was something that I was drawn to, but it's something I never would have had the time to have. I could, you know, help with a festival here and there, um, but I wouldn't have been able to have dedicated the time that I'm able to to it now because it, it's like a full time job in and of itself, and there's legislation involved and all kinds of different things that I never knew were going to happen. Um, I'm able to do a lot more with the community. Mm -hmm. And personally, that's a big deal for me and very lucky to live in the neighborhood. Um, arts are really, really big in the community. It's big with my family as well. And so I'm able to promote um, the artist den. I don't know if you saw that collection or not, but there's the artist den on Tacos Closets. And it's a collection of just artisans that are local um, to the area. So let's <laughs> put that wherever. It's a, <laughs> it's um, their actual visual art or there's uh, authors or people who make jewelry yes. or uh, people that one of them is a blacksmith and just kind of creates different stuff. And so it's an opportunity to put their stuff out there and get those yeah. handmade, handcrafted, awesome things and loan a hand to the starving artists whenever, whenever possible. So it's good. Um, That's I amazing. The voice, yeah, that it's given. Serenades and Salutations is under the artist den also, which is one of the services. And um, back in 1933, they switched the singing, they switched Western Union switched to a singing telegram or mm -hmm. still did telegrams, but they thought, man, we have, you know, just this bad rap. We always get this horrible news. What can we do to jazz it up? So it was this marketing ploy they had. Let's start delivering good news. We're singing telegrams. And they did. Um, and they ended it in 74. But the reason that was inspired on the website was I launched, it was one year and two days ago now. So I just have my one year anniversary. I'm super excited. But um, yeah. I launched the site and I told my husband, I was like, man, I need like a singing telegram, knock at the door and ticker tape falling down. I'm so excited. And I pulled it up and there was no singing telegram service. And I was like, hmm. So, 
<laughs> so my son um, is an artist, but he's also a musician. And so we just started talking and that's where serenades and salutations kind of came to be. And there's actual services throughout the nation, but in much larger cities like LA and Dallas and those type places and not, not the kind from beaches or like, you know, dressing up in a chicken suit or anything, yeah. but getting uh, getting a Bruno Mars type serenade at your desk when, well, pre-corona, and now it's like via FaceTime and, you know, just kind of, or Skype or Zoom or whatever so that he can connect mm -hmm. with different people. But it's so much more um, intimate, I think, than like just flowers. You know, it's one of those yes. things that's like, wow, okay. So that's pretty mm -hmm. cool. Just to bring those things back. It's nice. Wow. And I forgot, I, you're right. I, I do remember it still in the 70s because I remembered... I was at my office, well, not my office, because I was uh, not office age by then, but somebody, maybe it was my dad, somebody had uh, came in and, and was in like an Elvis suit. <laughs> it was my dad because he had a gas station, but we were somewhere and, it, and Elvis came in and sang to him. And I remember going, you know, wow, that's so amazing. <laughs> and of course, and they always had him on like Love Boat episodes. So there still was the throwback there. <laughs> I remember thinking, who just has Elvis outfits around? Well, now I actually, uh, where my husband's family's lake place is in northern Minnesota, they have an Elvis impersonator who uh, sings there all the time at one of the restaurants. So, nice. You know, Good gig. We're like this. I got to be Rock a Hula Girl one day. So, it was oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, this is a claim to fame. <laughs> so, I'm glad you're bringing a different version of the back. <laughs> I know. I love it. I love it. Well, guys, we're getting close to the end. Um, and I know we'll have all the information, you know, all your links to uh, your website and everything, but just in case somebody wants to look you up right now, what's the easiest way for them to find you? Easiest way for them to find me is at tacosclosets.com. It's plural. So t it's, you can do the link, but tacosclosets.com. Um, and Facebook and Instagram at Tacos Closets or just me, Francie Bramley, LinkedIn for personal connections. Excellent. So um, I kind of already asked the question about, you know, what you've learned as an entrepreneur, but I just kind of came up with one other, one other question for you. So this is completely like off the fly. So if somebody, you know, is listening to this right now or watching this and they go, I really, I mean, I have something in me. I have... I know I have something that I could bring to life, but I'm just afraid to make that move, that change. You know, what would you say to them? Don't wait, do it now. That's it. All right. <laughs> You're like, that's it. Just do it. Quit talking about it. Get it done. Yeah, get her done. That's it. Like just, I'm, I, I almost got urgency tattooed across my knuckles. Um, a while back and actually it was not less than two years ago, but um, it's when I was still in, in that corporate world and it was so go, 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 go all the time. Um, so if we treated our passions and the things that we, we had a good feeling about with the same um, urgency that we treat our normal day to day, this is what other people expect of me. It's like expect it of yourself and just do it. Just, just get it done. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but at least you tried. I mean, you got to get skin in the game. That is brilliant. I love it. I love it. That's such a great, that's a great reminder to us all that it's never going to happen. If you just sit there waiting for it, you're exactly. going to have to take it. Yeah. Waiting for the right spots, not going to happen. And whether it's, uh, you know, on being an entrepreneur or it's pursuing that next job or that, you know, you know, deciding you want to go 
I don't know, sing at the church choir, doesn't matter. If there's something in you that, that needs to be done and you want it to be done, start doing it. I love it's it. It's so liberating. Yes. I wish that for everybody. I really do. I, I agree. Francie, thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom and all your fun. And I can't wait to see what happens more with Tacos Closets in the future because I know you have a great one ahead of you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time. Me too. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and like our podcast. And for more information, find us at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com.